0: Welcome into the podcast closet. You're listening to episode 69 of CCP, the Caleb and Kathy podcast, also known as
1: Corrupting Children, painfully.
0: Indeed, that was it's hard to watch this week. This this child get corrupt, little Stevie.
1: <gasps> <gasps> little Stevie, not our little Stevie.
0: Our little Stevie
1: <laughs> from Bruce's band?
0: Yeah, he's mine. I own him. <laughs> um. So this week. We watched the Jonah Hill directed movie. He also wrote and, it and written. Yeah, his directorial and writing and, debut. Maybe. Well, I, at least I feel like it was his
1: directorial debut. Yeah,
0: I feel like he's probably written on some of those like Seth Rogen movies with him and stuff. Anyways, sorry. Mid nineties. Mm. The movie we watched this One week. One word. Right. No
1: capitalization.
0: No cap. The M's not capitalized. Mm-mm. Oh wow! How? how artsy (laughs) um so yeah directed by jonah hill uh the budget for this movie was 1.7 million made made 9.3 at box office um another a24 joint as we said they're like a powerhouse yeah
1: i don't remember that
0: i mean it was probably only in like indie theaters it might not have been a worldwide release or something like that but uh
1: Sorry to interrupt. Yes, A24, like, what?
0: Another powerhouse movie here, A24. Um, It was available on Amazon Prime, so if you're looking to watch it, it's there. Uh, Short run time, an hour 20.
1: Hour 25.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then it came out originally in 2018. Yes. Oh, also on the A24, they had a cool intro with the A24. It was like
1: little skateboards.
0: Yeah, skateboards lined up, and then, then a bunch can. of guys running and, like, yeah. jump on the skateboards. Yeah, that's creative. Alright, what's your uh, setting and background and whatnot?
1: Well, Oops, get this. Mid-90s is about the 1990s. I
0: thought it was the 1790s. This
1: yeah, is the time. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, in Los An- Angeles, California, we have some characters as well. We have Stevie, who is our main character. Then his brother, Ian, and his mom, Dabney. Then we have his little oh, friend His mom's name was
0: Dabney? Did you look that up or did it say it at some no, point? It said it. Dabney. Well, we had the closed
1: name. captioning on, which, which helps with yeah. the characters. I appreciate <laughs> that.
0: Um, Become, becoming a fan of the uh, subtitles, even in English movies. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because you like don't. Catch you, you get on these everything.
0: gems of like Stevie urinating. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie urinating part
1: two. <laughs> How did he not get caught? I don't understand. Okay. All right. Then he has his little friend group Reuben, Ray, fourth grade,
0: and FS.
1: And explicit.
0: So we got another uh, explicit <laughs> character name. We got Troop zero at Hell No. This one's uh, a little more explicit. You got "fuck shit." Oh my gosh, we're gonna get
1: it. We're gonna get a rating. <laughs> okay, um, and then notable people in the movie: Lucas Hedges plays Ian, the brother, mm-hmm. and he's been in a bunch of stuff.
0: Boy oh. Erased, Lady Bird.
1: Yeah, um, and then there was a guest appearance by Gerarda Carmichael from the Carmichael <laughs> Show. He played a security guard.
0: Other than that, I think it was pretty much unknowns, yeah. like smaller, lesser known uh, actors. I'm assuming for the roles of, like, his Stevie's friend group, the skaters, like, they had to get people who could actually skateboard, because Ray's, like, you know, doing tricks and yeah. stuff. I as, mean, unless they had somebody FS. do that. I, I think they were actually, probably knew how to skate and stuff, so that was cool, I thought.
1: Yeah, they were good skaters. Skateboarding,
0: just, uh, spoiler, skateboarding is hard. I've tried it. It is not easy. I uh Yeah. I have uh, appreciation for people who can skate and do trips and stuff.
1: Yeah. It's just so um physical and like yeah, tears up I, your body. <laughs>
0: I think that's like a misconception though. Not you are correct in saying that it does do that, but I think a misconception people have about skateboarders is like they're lazy or like don't uh, work hard like when rea- yeah. reality you have to have like so much like core strength and lower body strength to do that stuff and balance and
1: well and also like and
0: a lot of practice persistence yeah.
1: dedication like
0: it's it's a you craft do it's something a over
1: and over and over again
0: it's not like you just go out there and like oh look i can ollie over these stairs like yeah. no it takes it, hours yeah. of ten thousand hours that's how yeah. much long it takes. That's
1: exactly <laughs> what Malcolm Gladwell was talking about. He wanted to be a skateboarder.
0: I mean, probably if you look at like the best skateboarders, they probably put in ten thousand hours.
1: Mm-hmm, all the greats have. Okay, so should we'll we? We'll have get... a
0: segment later where we, we uh, go back and forth who can name more skateboarders. So look forward to that.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> you realize I'm going to be able to name one.
0: <laughs> you can, and then some cartoon
1: characters.
0: <laughs> Wait, what?
1: I'm to like Rocket Power.
0: <laughs> Surely you've got one. Tony Hawk. Yeah, there you go. Okay.
1: I said, I'm going to be able to name one and then some oh, ca- I cartoon character. I thought you
0: said, I can name one and it's going to be a cartoon <laughs> character.
1: I don't even remember what their names were. Otto, I think was one of them.
0: Oh my God, that was a good show. Anyways, uh, Bob burnquist My boy, Bobby burnquist uh, Shout out. Who is that? He's another skateboarder.
1: Okay, so you can name two.
0: I can name one. I can name more. I, Niger Houston. Room... Glyphberg.
1: What are these names? (laughs) Are they real? Yeah. Is Hawk really Tony's last name? I think so. That's a pretty cool last name.
0: Tony Hawk's a pretty cool guy, I think. Yeah. He seems like it. Alright. Back to the movie. Sorry for that uh, skateboarding sidebar.
1: Okay. You were just trying to prove to the audience that like you have a a bit of a skateboarding
0: understanding. I do not. Not... An ability but an understanding. I really like respect. Yeah, respect and I really like enjoyed watching like skate culture type of stuff in like high school and middle school, Hmm. maybe a little bit into college. Like watching like stuff at the X games and playing skateboarding games and Yeah.
1: It definitely is a culture. I think that's a good
0: segue into what we're talking
1: about here. Go for it. Alright. Well, I say that, but then I wanna start at the beginning of the movie that's fine. Go okay. Ahead. All right. Give us a so, little synopsis. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> what?
0: You don't want to do that?
1: Um I thought you gave your one sentence synopsis. I did already? No, I thought you did for this. Oh,
0: okay. Um I didn't write one down. Let's see. So Stevie Stevie is a 13-year-old boy living in Los Angeles trying to find his way in the world. He
1: via skateboarding.
0: He gets in with a crowd skateboards and takes up their lifestyle in all manners, not just skateboarding, and um, kind of loses himself, I would say. Mm,
1: hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I guess this movie works best for someone at that age, though, because 13 is such an age where you're, like, it's trying to age. find yourself, and it's... Pi- pivotal about like what direction you're gonna go mm-hmm. kind of um so that worked yeah he's very short though for a 13 year old that's
0: very impressionable age
1: yes yes indeed all right so let's start with the troubles at home
0: okay so this is at the beginning before he
1: so before he you know meets his his little friend group he and his brother do not seem to get along no brother ian like beats him up and stuff mm-hmm. stevie gets in ian's stuff and wants to he wants to be like I... him at first yeah
0: and i feel like stevie is like a good kid at the beginning of this like yes. he gets his brother a cd i know he like looks through all the cds to see I which ones know. he doesn't have gets him one I for know. his 18th Sorry. birthday i just thought
1: that was so cute and then his brother <laughs> just like looked at it didn't even say thank you
0: Oh, and is this where you wanted to talk about the CDs? <laughs>
1: well, I was thinking there were a few things that were, like, 90s related, so we can Oh, a 90s them. section.
0: Okay. hmm Cool. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, so that seems to be kind of a little bit like his role model at the beginning, and his mom. It seems like he and his mom have a good relationship going.
0: hmm They, like, had, like, have a little movie night.
1: Blockbuster night, and, um... Yeah, they just... I would say
0: the beginning of this movie was definitely, like, a nostalgia trip. Yeah. It's like, right. blockbuster Let's, let's do it. Okay, oh, so I'm, there were there were
1: mentions... Okay, so we saw the CDs. Right. And they had that tape on them. Well, the gift one had that tape, which was the most terrible tape ever. Because, like, you had to keep, yeah. like...
0: I don't know. There was plastic! Whose idea and this then... was to put this stupid tape on CD jewel cases... That goes on the top, and then you open it, and it's always like so hard to get it all you off. Can't
1: get it off. You just spent and you're like so excited about getting this new CD, and yet you spend like a good five to ten minutes just taking the tape off.
0: Yeah, like I hate this. I don't feel like DVDs were like that bad. They had tape as well, but it, I feel like it easy uh, more easily came off.
1: Mm, we didn't really get a lot. Anyways, of DVDs, that's that's past '90s. Sorry. Definitely. Back into CDs, your '90s stuff. I what don't else remember.
0: you got? Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Uh, that was blockbuster. the place
1: to go and get your movies this and your like, games. B- that's true. I always <laughs> forget there was like a game section that I would never go over. Um, but yeah, it just was like such a happy place, and you gotta like pick out I one or two movies. I always wanted to work at Blockbuster
0: as a kid. You did. Yeah. That there did. was a guy who worked at our Blockbuster. I think his name was Paul, and his name tag said Darth Paul. I thought that was cool. Because there's a character in the first Star Wars, his name is Darth Maul. <laughs> Darth Paul. Yeah.
1: I love that you remember that. I So could if you're think... listening out there, Darth Paul, <laughs> I remember. Oh.
0: What are you up to now that Blockbuster is gone?
1: Yeah, I hope you got a new job. Maybe he's bringing a family video. Some of those are still out there.
0: Yeah, we didn't have one of those by us, though.
1: I didn't know what that was until I think when we moved, oh. maybe over
0: uh, yeah, Park I think it's Cannon. more of a Kansas thing, like there was one in Lawrence. Anyways, sorry, okay. really getting sidetracked. What other 90s stuff uh, are you Dare!
1: Things? Fourth grade, one of I, the guys was wearing a Dare shirt.
0: Yeah, it had a little section of t-shirts. We had, uh...
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: First, uh, is just Stevie shirts and then the Dare one. I didn't notice any other ones that were, like, specific to, like, 90s or whatever, yeah. but... You Do had, you
1: know that movie or whatever, or was it a game, something, too?
0: Yes, that's the first one that Stevie was wearing was a Street Fighter 2 shirt that's a, a game for okay. the Super Nintendo
1: Okay.
0: fighting game. And then uh, he was wearing a Ren and Stimpy shirt, which mm-hmm. was a Nickelodeon show. And then he was wearing a Beavis and Butthead shirt as well. Mm-hmm. So all popular 90s shows. Well,
1: on the back of his skateboard it had some character. Was that like an important character? <laughs> the
0: cowabunga dinosaur thing? Yeah. No, I think that was just some generic. I have no idea what that was. Okay. yeah, one And like Ruben said, that skateboard was from like the 80s. Oh,
1: okay. So we can't talk about that in our 90s section. (laughs) Ha ha ha. (laughs) Yeah, there were some iconic t-shirts, I would say. Yeah. (laughs) The fashion in this movie.
0: Oh, it brought me back to, you know, I, I grew up in Missouri, so it's a little behind the times, so even though I didn't grow up really like around this age group in the 90s, it was like more mid-2000s, early-2000s, mm-hmm. the same styles were still happening. But, <laughs> you know, the the baggy clothes and the... Um, right, like Ian's character, i so There's a lot Did you of have those one things. of
1: those necklaces that he had?
0: I probably did at some point.
1: Oh, no! <laughs> oh, cringe everywhere! I
0: never had the ears pierced, though.
1: Yeah, Ian was definitely sporting a look. Like, he was dedicated to He had the Jordans.
0: There's another 90s thing.
1: Oh, I did not see his shoes.
0: Remember, Stevie when he was looking at his room, he was looking at his shoes. He was looking at the Jordans oh, at the beginning.
1: okay. I thought he was looking at hats. Was he also looking at hats? Yes,
0: he tried on his Phillies hat.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. So, at the beginning, he's, like, seriously, like, worshipping his brother, even though his brother beats him up and isn't really that nice to him. Mm-hmm. Kind of a problematic situation there. Um... But then he finds new role models. And wow, what great guys these are. I mean, one of them like seems like a I think Ray's a Ray, guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: And seems I have like a whole segment to... on Ray. okay.
1: Like, I, I wanna get into Ray says like some good stuff in this movie. But the rest of them are just shameful, I would say. I guess fourth, the fourth grade, grade kind guy of, is just, just kinda of there. Say much. But okay. I guess we gotta get into this, Reuben. Reuben.
0: Reuben. Reuben. Ruben.
1: So, in the beginning, it seems Not like Reuben is like his little mentor guy mm-hmm. because he's like the youngest one of them. Right. And so, Stevie like, start, well, they start talking to each other first, and he like tells them he gives them terrible advice. Yeah. He's like, "Don't say thank you," and then he, um is, like, very against Stevie, like, encouraging him at all. Yeah. And he uses a lot of terrible words. We got the G word, the R word, the F word, and the B word. The G word. Well...
0: Oh, in uh, the he, context he uses it. Yeah. Man.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so he is just tr- trying to, I don't know, I guess, get Stevie to, like... Yeah, because he's like, oh, I'm so cool. Like, yeah, here's you want to be like stuff. me? Yeah. It's like, Ruben, you don't do any of that.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it was definitely, uh, I would say a pretty accurate portrayal of male, teenage males in the nineties and probably nowadays, you know, like that bragging about, bragging about stuff and trying to seem cool. Even like stuff you didn't do. It's just like, I don't want to stick out and be picked on for being the nerd or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was a bit of, like, why Ruben also was, uh, like, picking on him. Because he's like, well, now he's the young one, so I can be cool like the older exactly. kids.
1: Yeah, he is no longer the lowest on the totem pole. Right, but then, but that then later changes. on we find
0: out. Oh, that's not what you were saying. I was going to say, later on we find out. Um, when Ray is talking about Reuben's home oh, situation, okay.
1: yeah, yeah, his mom is abusive.
0: Yeah, so that's probably also part of it. He does say at the beginning
1: well. that he goes home after his mom goes to school. Yeah, yeah. so
0: that's you know that's always part of it. It's like nature that versus tough nurture,
1: exterior to survive.
0: Of that, but also like he probably like learned it from like he gets abused at home, so like he thinks that's how love is shown, kind of thing. Possibly, yeah. Sad. Mhm.
1: Um, yeah, the, but I think the worst of that bunch is FS. Mr. Curly Hair,
0: dude. Cheryl Crow, we'll call him. <laughs> oh, I figured you'd protest to that because you're like,
1: no, I like Cheryl Crow. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I just think that's funny. <laughs> what about Barbie?
0: Barbie? Mm, I, I don't know. Barbie.
1: What? FS. Okay. <laughs> I would be curious to know, like, what his real name is.
0: The actor's name?
1: No, the character. Like, I-, I can try to look that? up, maybe it says. It doesn't say. Alright, sorry. Okay. I think he's the worst because... And Ray gets into this, I guess we can just get into this, like... He says that he used to... um FS used to have, like, all these goals, and they would talk about them, and, like, how they wanted to be pro skaters, and they wanted to do well enough to kind of get out of their situation Um, but then he decides to kind of go the lazier, sorry for like a better word, route of just like partying and like getting C's and not acting like he really cares and honestly it doesn't seem like he really cares like he doesn't have
0: I don't think, I think he came out and said he doesn't, what do you mean? (laughs)
1: okay yeah so then i i rest my
0: case yeah yeah which he, again another point for ray when he said that it's like oh i don't care man i just want to party and stuff and ray's like nah screw that i want to like rise out, out of, of my situation yeah. like just because you're like well off and your parents went to harvard and stuff like i'm living in a bad neighborhood and want to get out of here yeah and do better for myself
1: yeah Um, but yeah, I just think that he is, like, the worst influence of them all. He gives, um, he gives, uh, Ruben and Stevie those ADD drugs. He, like, takes them to, drives them to this Angie's house, and they, there's girls and alcohol and drugs and all this stuff there, and... He's just... And then at the end, drunk driving. Like, mm-hmm. there's no... What's his redeeming quality? Oh, he's terrible to Stevie's um, bomb. And he just, like I said, doesn't care. There's no respect. There's no anything. Like, I don't even think he really respects himself. Sad. That's really sad. mm mm-hmm. um, Okay. So... Let's talk about how the the um influence of these guys kind of changes Stevie throughout the movie. Okay? Because I feel like in the beginning, like we were saying, he loves his mom, he loves his brother, <laughs> he respects them. But then it starts to change like as soon as he needs money for a skateboard, he steals money and then later denies that he did it.
0: Blames it on ian which ian was a part of it but
1: but not the only he also took the money
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um he comes home late or sometimes doesn't come home at all like that scene with ray and him like they slept the night at this at that uh courthouse and he just does a lot of terrible things who Stevie, yeah, he just turns into like not a good son. I mean, he definitely has bad influences. So I don't know if it's complete. And it seems like maybe his mom works a lot. I don't know. I don't know what she does. But like when he gets home, sometimes she isn't there, and so then the brother just like feeds him up, and nothing seems to be.
0: I don't know. Done it seemed like he that. was dealing with some inner turmoil as well. Who? Ian. Stevie's brother. Yeah. Because at the later on when he comes home from the party and he's like drunk and stuff. Yeah, and,
1: he's like wailing.
0: But oh, sorry. you mean... Ian. Screaming or whatever. You say wailing like he wails on him, so it's a little confusing. Oh, which you mean.
1: wailing in terms of like crying. Yeah.
0: Because I think wow. he just like wants what's best for Stevie as well, even though he like has a hard way of hard time showing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting how, like, the only one he's really physical with... It paints a good
0: picture of uh, how our society... um, I don't know, I don't want to... (laughs) Do it. I don't want to come off as, like, (laughs) defending something. I don't know. I was going to say, like, society makes it seem like men, especially young men, need to be tough and can't show their emotions and stuff.
1: No, that... I think that's a good point.
0: I I think, because what the movie was trying to say was like ray even he like has a hard time saying sometimes even though he cares about people and also ian you know he has a hard time showing stevie that he cares about him
1: no i completely agree i think i think it did paint that that dynamic and that struggle um yeah i do think ian cares about his brother um but it, it also seems like he is just a little hung up on, maybe he's a little jealous that Stevie has a different relationship with his mom, with their mom, yeah, than he does. Because he was talking, remember the scene where he was talking mm-hmm. about how his mom used to bring guys home and smoke cigarettes and...
0: Before he was born, mm-hmm. before Stevie was born.
1: Yeah, so it seems like there's some... Um, jealousy there, frustration.
0: that he's like... that she seems to favor him or has been, in his mind, a better mother towards Stevie than she was towards him. I
1: think every boy, and the mom, too, and the girls, I think everyone could really do... um, be better off with some therapy. They have some things going on that they uh, need to talk freely about. Um... Yeah, okay, so let's get into why Ray is, like, kind of the best character in this movie, in my mind. Because, okay, remember when the guys are all sitting around playing that, like, offensive game? Like, talking Mm -hmm. about different racial stereotypes and stuff? He starts to go into, uh, Ray starts to go into why sometimes it's hard to be African American because mm-hmm. he feels like people are judging him and stuff. And then he kind of gets cut off or like he cuts himself off. Like he's like oh now in his mind's going like, oh that was too serious for these guys. <laughs> Gotta keep my tough exterior up or whatever.
0: I don't know. This movie was tough because I, I thought it was pretty good but it's tough to talk about. Like I don't know. I, I think it did a decent job I don't have a lot of critiques, but I don't have a lot of, like, praise either. I don't know, it's just tough to talk about for some reason.
1: Okay, well, we're gonna have to dig deep, because okay. <laughs> we have
0: to talk about it,
1: right? But I understand what you're saying. Like, I would only give this movie, like, three out of five stars. Like, it felt like it Okay, was... I'm not
0: just trying to, like, rate it, I'm just no, saying... No,
1: I... No. Sorry. Let me explain that. Sorry. I'm just saying it felt like kind of an in-the-middle sort of movie. Like, the things that I thought it did well... It almost didn't go far enough with...
0: Yeah. I don't know. The the story... It was, like, a story I've heard before, I guess, and it didn't do enough different... I mean, I guess it was with a younger person, like, because Stevie what are you was so young. Are
1: you, did you have something in mind? I don't have a specific okay. example
0: in mind, but I just feel like, you know, like a kid at an impressionable age falling into these tropes. Mm-hmm. But I will give it credit, I guess, as being different, because typically you know, your typical Hollywood movie would say, like, oh, then something happens, and then he gets better and achieves more. And this, like, does something you know... Well, we've been getting the spoilers all the time, but spoilers for the end of the movie, like you mentioned earlier, F.S. drives drunk and they get hit, and Stevie is, like, seriously hurt, and, Mm -hmm. like, they have to, like, resuscitate him, it Mm -hmm. seems like. But he does live, but then the movie just kind of ends with him in the hospital, and they're all there. Mm Mm-hmm. So like you don't see that redemption like you yeah. would in a lot of typical movies.
1: Which can be frustrating.
0: It's can be frustrating. I mean, I guess I give it points for being different, you know, and yeah. not just being stereotypical and telling that redemption story. Yeah. But yeah, also like leaves you to like, well, what happens, you know? Like does he get better or does he just continue to fall down this pit? Yeah, does this I mean... become an awakening for him?
1: It could really go two ways. Like, either he could be like...
0: And I've been, in the past, a defender of the ambiguity of endings and stuff. But I don't know, this one just didn't do it for me. It left me more frustrated than hopeful about the openness of it.
1: Well, I understand what you're saying, and I kind of feel those same sort of feelings in parts. Because after... After Stevie's mom finds out that he was, like, at this party, doing... Getting drunk and doing drugs and stuff, um, she confronts the friends, and you think that she's gonna, to the best of her ability, get him away from that crowd. And then he just ends up still hanging out with them. Yeah. But at the end, um, after they're all in the hospital, and she sees that the guys stayed, just, I guess, see if he was okay, I don't know, um, that's what's implied, I guess. She, like, invites them into Stevie's hospital room, and I did not understand why she was so open to that, like, these guys specifically one the one that was driving, but they all got in the car, so they're all kind of responsible, like, her kid could have died,
0: Yeah, I mean, I get what it was trying to say, I guess, of like, oh, they're good friends because they sit around, but also, like, yeah.
1: No, they are not good friends. Not, I mean, Ray should have. He tried to, but it was too late because they were already in the car. He was like, oh, we should just go home. Yeah. Um, But no, he should have. I think. I think FS would have listened. I mean, probably would have been annoyed, but he would have listened to Ray.
0: I don't know if he would have listened, but. Like Whatever Stevie they, would have listened, maybe or something. Yeah, if or he was like, "Oh,
1: we should not get in this car. It's like, that's a bad idea. This guy is really drunk." Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I just i i i feared that if the movie continued, it would continue to show that Stevie is hanging around this group, and he it maybe it would get even worse, like a similar incident could happen again or you just could go down a really dark path. So I I don't yeah, I I kind of agree with you that it doesn't really seem hopeful there at the end. Um which is I think it's hard as a viewer to like you were saying to to watch that because you're like this Stevie's still a kid, like he still has a chance to
0: yeah, maybe that was it. Figure Just that kid's so young. Do all that stuff. And it's like, I oh my god. How is nobody doing? saying anything? This guy's like a child. When he's, like, riding around when they're all skateboarding before they drive drunk that night. You know, he's, like, riding around drinking a 40. Like, Ray puts it down eventually. Like, takes it from him. But, like, how is nobody else? Like, why is this kid just riding around on a skateboard smoking and drinking? Like, yeah. I don't care if I'm, like, not a, like great person or whatever i'm still not like not gonna let a kid drink and smoke like that's ridiculous
1: i agree and another kind of knock on ray sorry ray i do think you have redeeming qualities but remember when he, he tells this whole story about how his little brother mm-hmm. got hit by a car and died and how terrible that was for him Literally the next scene is him taking Stevie out into the middle of the street to go and skateboard. Right,
0: yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about... Like, I mean, yeah, my I, brother was hit by a car. I, I guess, ride in the middle of the street I guess that's, skateboard. like,
1: what they do. Like, it showed them doing that earlier in the movie, and obviously that's terrible and really dangerous. But it's just, like, you just talked about how your yeah. brother died. And he is... Ray is, like, swerving into traffic. I'm like, alright, you're gonna... It's gonna happen to you too.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And I that
1: that really. <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah. Right after he's talking about how you know not everybody. I mean, there's always always someone who is worse off. You know, perspective, that kind of thing. And it's like, but we're invincible. We're not gonna die.
0: Yeah. All right. Did you have any other thoughts, or did we pretty much tackle everything you wanted to tackle about the movie?
1: towards the end i felt like this was a psa
0: like and
1: what i feel like i've said this recently in one of our movies like is this a psa i'll have to go back and look at my notes later um but it had everything it had cigarettes alcohol pills weed um underage sex or stuff like that
0: yeah, I'm not even gonna. Um, not talk about that. So. I don't.
1: I, it's too uncomfortable to talk about. Um, you know, uh, trespassing, all the things that you were like told not to do in classes like Dare, um, okay. and other other things. Yeah, so it just really had everything that you shouldn't do, and I don't know if it was really showing you what can happen like it was showing you what can happen if you do this stuff but Mm -hmm. it felt like it was kind of idolizing this culture a little bit
0: somewhat i mean i feel like at the towards the end like it showed like consequences and stuff but yeah i get what you're saying
1: oh and it just really i mean i know this is like pretty on brand for this character but it really annoyed me that fs didn't apologize at all. Yeah. To anyone.
0: And I, I know how you were like when um, they're in the hospital at the end and Ray asks, are you, you all right? And you're like, does he look all right? But I mean, at least I think that was showing like that he at least cared to ask where all the other guys were just like, you got any pictures? Yeah. Like, whoa, that's hooked up. <laughs> like.
1: Yeah. I mean, the emotional development there is not very high. Nobody is expressing any kind of sympathy or empathy. Yeah. I mean, it even shows his brother, who, like, doesn't seem like a very loving guy. Like, at least he brought him the orange juice and is sitting there making sure he's okay. That's something, right? (sighs) Just... Yeah. All All right,
0: so I would say, do you ever... Or I'll ask. I guess. Do you ever like get nostalgic and like kind of say like, "Oh, if I was a kid again, I would do this different, that different." Yeah. This made me feel like I don't want to be a kid again. I don't miss like Mm. kids acting like that towards other kids. It's just like uncomfortable. But you're like afraid to say anything because you don't want to stick out and get, and then people make fun of you or something.
1: Just yeah. This I I would
0: say that that is the sentiment I got from this movie. Like. I remember this stuff happening, and I don't miss it and I you know, like you said, would go back, and then I would think that normally, like, "Oh, yeah, I would do this and that different but then i'm like you you paint your childhood with these rose tinted glasses, and you forget about yeah. all of this type of stuff that was going on, not to that extent, sure, but of like the language you know, like those words being used and stuff I'm like that sucked, I don't miss that at all. <laughs>
1: Do you feel like you were ever in this, in Stevie's position of like, where no. you. No. There were no, no negative influences.
0: Oh, I thought you meant of like group. smoking and drinking. No, <laughs> so. not
1: to the extreme. But. No,
0: for sure. I had some friends that influenced me, like, to do stuff that I probably shouldn't have done. Yeah. Not to those extremes, but yeah. Like, and those same things that I'm saying now of like afraid to say something, you know, because then yeah. I'm afraid you'll get made fun of or something like that.
1: Isn't that sad? The yeah. people that, like, are doing the right thing are the ones that would be ostracized or called out.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I'm sure there's, like, a term for it or they've done studies or something of just, like, kids and wanting to fit in. I mean, even with adults, like, sometimes you'll see like, at a grocery store or something, somebody doing something weird and nobody says something. Like, somebody, like, berating a, a cashier yeah. and nobody says anything because they're, they're, like, afraid that they'll get that backlash at them then or something.
1: Yeah. We live in a pretty fear based society, it seems like.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so that was mid 90s. That bums very, me very out. Very uplifting. <laughs> I was not expecting this to, like, bummed me out so much, you know?
1: Yeah, because I think that there were are, er, there were maybe some positives to this movie. It's just there were so many things that like distracted from that. Yeah, that
0: you're just like, no, don't do that. Do something else. I
1: know. Didn't you want to just shake them? <laughs> They're like, are you, are
0: you... You guys have potential. What are you doing?
1: Right? Like, use it for something good.
0: Yeah, so... So watching the trailer, I mean, you get the sense that it's not going to be, like, a super, like, ha, funny, cool movie, but, like, I just thought it was about, like, a kid, you know, kind of growing up and stuff and getting into skating. So, yeah, it was much uh, more depressing than I thought it would be.
1: Yeah, but I feel like, for a moment, because we didn't really talk about this at all, like, the feel of this movie, kind of how it was filmed... And like some of the the music, mm-hmm. I think that's worth mentioning. Like a, a scene that stuck out to me was when they were at the courthouse and they were skating around the first time,
0: and With, like hundreds of other skaters. There. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and they were just like kind of having like side conversations. There was some weird music playing. There was a certain vibe that was like really captured there.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought the music was well done, and I I only noticed this because of the name. I saw it popped up that like the music and stuff was done by or maybe put together by Trent Reznor. Oh, I don't know. Who's who that like? Is. I think he's the lead singer of Nine Inch Nails. Oh, okay. So a a pretty famous uh, musician. So yeah, I thought the music did a good job of like compelling or uh, making you feel those emotions that it wanted you to feel, like pushing you that way.
1: Yeah. N- I I think it was filmed in kind of an interesting way. I mean, I don't have the terminology to really, you know.
0: One of these days we'll get it. You know, I feel like we're we're getting close. You know, yeah, developing this language.
1: Yeah, I think that we can at least agree on the fact that artsy films just don't have conclusions. Like that seems <laughs> to be a common theme. Is just you don't really. I'm
0: trying to look through art. Our, our our list here and see of which ones, like, had conclusions. Um, maybe High Fidelity. But even that, yeah, I, I guess you're kind of right. That's, they just that's are, a theme.
1: It's like there's a certain it, open-endedness yeah. it to... It doesn't wrap
0: it up with a neat little bow.
1: Which is more... Um, like, that's more of a portrayal of life than something that's, that yeah, is, like, a very just, accurate fun comedy or Mm -hmm. rom-com or something you know
0: i'm waiting to get one of these uh films where at the end you know we get the animal animal house this guy went on to work for congress yeah (laughs) oh brother i don't think that's gonna happen
1: oh you know there are some movies that do that (laughs) like i feel like legally blonde did that Um, I, I like it when movies do that. <laughs>
0: it's alright <laughs> <It's> sometimes, because
1: <funny. laughs> usually it's like, oh wow, how did that happen? Yeah, you like want to know what how they got to that point. Um, yeah, I, I think we covered it all, didn't okay. we? Yeah, did I we think cover so. it all?
0: I mean, I guess we can say any more final thoughts that we had if you want to get. Okay, final else.
1: thoughts. Let's do it. You can go first. Okay. <laughs> Unless you want me to go first.
0: I think I've pretty much said everything I wanted to say, but yeah, I enjoyed the movie. I think I would recommend it to somebody like of our age group or maybe a little older who, yeah. you know, has a little bit of nostalgia for that time period. If you're, yeah. especially if you've ever tried to skateboard, I think it did a good job of like yeah, people who like skateboarding Stevie, like, learning how to skateboard like, I've been there, like, just just trying to do an ollie, and it's just like once you finally get it, you're like, oh my gosh yeah, so satisfying yeah Um, but, but yeah, just that ending, I wish, was somehow a little different, I don't know what I would do differently but Mm. just didn't leave me with a satisfied feeling, but maybe that was the intent what about you?
1: I think I actually like this movie more than I thought I did. Or thought I would. Mm-hmm. Because, and I think it has something to do with, the f- like, when in my life I'm watching it. Like, if I were closer to that age, I think I would be more frustrated with it. Right. Because it would feel like more of a, of a peer doing something wrong. And you would be angry about that. Um, but I think I'm able to see kind of where he's... Like, how I was saying in the beginning, like, this was done at at the main character being the perfect age for this because it, sh- it shows that peer pressure and how impressionable he was. Mm-hmm. And so I think it did an effective job of kind of showing that and peer relations, especially amongst boys. Um, yeah, so, like... I can I can see some of the positives, at least what it was trying to portray, but I didn't love it because it was still, like, the plot was still pretty frustrating about mm-hmm. what was happening and upsetting, definitely, at times, and you knew what was going to happen in some scenes. Like, you knew where it was going to go because of the fact that we've, like, lived that, we've lived life, We n- maybe not to that extreme, um... But also, you've seen enough movies to know what's going to happen as soon as somebody gets in a car, like, it's not going to end well, even if they're just strolling down the street. Um, yeah. So, I, I do think it was an, a pretty good movie. Um, I think it was effective in what it was trying to do, but I didn't love it, if that makes sense.
0: Okay. So those are your final thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, this, I was just realizing as we were talking there, this was so different from last week. Not even just in the sense of, you know, the setting so different from The Lighthouse. Definitely but, setting. But just how we talked about it this week. Last week, we were just, like, talking about how weird all these different <laughs> scenes from the movie are. This week, we didn't talk a whole lot about the movie. It was just, like, more of our feelings of, like, because it was more relatable, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean... I was thinking more of like how this and Troop Zero were, because Troop Zero felt at least like you get that kid um, perspective and stuff, and so there you could make some similarities there. But yeah, I forgot we did Lighthouse last week. This was very different from Lighthouse. Yeah,
0: just an observation I had as we were going there. Sorry.
1: Yeah. No, it's interesting how movies can kind of lead you... Cause different conversations. Yeah.
0: Alright, should we get into the rankings? Let's do it. Okay, so our current rankings are from 1 to 8, Parasite, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Francis Ha, High Fidelity, Uncut Gems, The Lighthouse, Troop Zero, and Dazed and Confused. Right. Where are you slotting mid nineties and shit? I that?
1: would like to rank it at number five above uncut gems. I'm pretty sure that's number five.
0: That is the current number five, so above uncut gems? Yeah. Uh yeah, I could see that. I was saying either I was thinking maybe behind uncut gems, but I could see it going ahead of it.
1: What well, what is after uncut gems? The lighthouse. Yeah. Uh, so I that, we somewhere can put in above that somewhere
0: uncut gems I'm fine with that.
1: Okay. Cuz I think it did not frustrate me in the same way that it frustrated me to watch uncut gems.
0: Although that one had a conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> did <Yay>. it ever? <laughs> <laughs> oh god that movie. Um but yeah. So the new number 5?
1: I I feel pretty good about
0: that. Okay. I can live with that. Um, so the new rankings are... Number 1, Parasite. Number 2, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Number 3, Francis Ha. Number 4, High Fidelity. Number 5, Mid-90s. Number 6, Uncut Gems. Number 7, The Lighthouse. Number 8, Troop Zero. And number 9, Dazed and Confused. Alright, let's move into our next segment. Currently, Captivating Positives. Alright, I'll go first because I have... Well, no, actually, you go first because maybe your CCP is the same as mine.
1: Okay. Um, sometimes it's hard for me to think like back through the whole week. Sorry, this is more of like a recent thing. Um, but I've been listening to some new music lately, and I wanted to shout out a few different bands and artists that I've been enjoying. We have Nathaniel Rateliff, Group Love, this new band called Gone West that has Kobe Calais in it. Is one of the Singers, little big town oh and that's it <laughs> oh. I, I thought there was one after that but there isn't so I've just been listening to new music from there trying to go through um the new music that has come out through this pandemic um sometimes I get my music through a library and I haven't been able to do that uh so I feel a little behind but
0: I've I've got something that I th- so here's what I thought would be the same for ours. the uh the Last Dance.
1: Oh, let's talk yeah, about that a little. Yeah, it's been really good. I have a, I have
0: a backup one, so we can both talk about this.
1: Okay, for I mean, if you live under a rock and you're not watching, because this kind of feels like the new Tiger King. Like everybody's
0: watching this. That and then, or like if you like sports and need sports right now, this is you're like all you have. Definitely watching this.
1: Uh, Last Dance. It's a eight the, part,
0: ten, ten part ESPN ten documentary.
1: Documentary about. Michael Jordan, sh- but also the Bulls. Yeah, in the, the Chicago 90s. Bulls
0: and the well, basically for Michael Jordan's entire career, but the focus is on his final season. Yeah, uh, but it it does to 98.
1: Way more than that. Yeah, it goes yeah. through
0: his like entire career with the Bulls.
1: Yeah, and it it talks about the other guys too on the team and owners and coaches. I think it does a really good job of kind of showcasing a lot of different people's perspectives on one event.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, I I think that that's, that's cool to see.
0: Yeah. It's, it's uh, like now their
1: perspective now on something that happened then.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, it shows old interviews too, but I, I think that that's cool. That, that means more to me because like they have had they've lived life since then and can look back on it but michael jordan especially because i mean it's mainly about him he sorry no it's okay i was just gonna say that this seems very fresh in his mind
0: yeah he uh this is open shined a whole new light on michael jordan for me and not necessarily like that it's just like now I hate Michael Jordan but like revealing so much more about him that I feel like only watching him late in his career and Mm -hmm. as a young child Mm -hmm. um sort of going back to what we were talking about with nostalgia this was the time of Jordan so my other one that I had is sort of related so that's the only reason I really wrote it in here but This got announced this week, they're remaking, remastering for the new consoles, um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, which are like two of the best skateboarding games of all time. Oh boy, so I get the pleasure of (laughs) of watching
1: you play that next.
0: (laughs) And I think it comes out in like July, so look forward to that if you enjoyed those back on the PlayStation 1. They were playing the PlayStation 1 briefly in this, they were playing Twist and Battle, so I'm surprised they weren't playing like Tony Hawk, that would have been funny.
1: Yeah, that would have made more sense,
0: but... But maybe Ian didn't like skateboarding. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, if if you're a fan of those games, they're remastering them and releasing them later this year. I, I might be wrong about July. It's sometime this year. Sometime. Anyways, yeah. so look forward to that. Um, should we move into what we're covering next week? Let's do it.
1: All right, so next week we're going to be watching the movie The Half of It which is on Netflix currently. it's getting a lot of buzz. Uh, how we're justifying the fact that we're watching a Netflix movie is that it premiered at Tribeca, okay, so it's indie. It has indie roots um but i I'm really excited to watch it because it look like the trailer looks really good and i've I've heard a lot of acclaim about it. okay, um do you have anything else for us?
0: Nope, just okay. uh I don't know. what was my news? my new sign off it was remember. really
1: good like mailing your balls or something I don't know hmm. buy stamps I'm not sure what it was
0: Ooh, buy stamps is a good one
1: yeah last week tonight has some new stamps
0: I ordered mine they're on the way
1: nice I'm excited for those zebras <laughs> um okay I'm gonna say that you should still call your loved ones and do you have anything Nope. Okay. See you next Sunday then.
0: Bye.